what was it? Turn up those burners, folks. Bur burners? I don't, For, to make sauce. We're, we're cooking the... Cooking. To, to make a marinara. It's, 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 me under, it's mega It's mega marinara. If it's undercooked, we gotta turn up the heat. We got it. If it's overcooked, then I'm, you're fired. <laughs> don't forget to keep stirring, just like in Goodfellas. <laughs> this, is, it's a, this is my weird new character. The <laughs> cook manager. <laughs> you're the, okay, well, I'll, I'll incorporate that into the Midnight Marinara universe, <laughs> shall I? The cook manager. Who works in the restaurant? <laughs> you know, sort of where, put a bar. You know, yeah, He's like, hey, just, I gotta, you gotta, you gotta make this, you gotta make it. You gotta, you gotta make it, make the sauce, make, make the sauce now. You gotta sauce it up. Yeah. Yes, saucy Sally. <laughs> I, I don't know, insanity. Yeah. Can I, can I, can I just say again though how because I, I for some reason I have this tendency to open these with a brief blurb about the latest stuff from Bethesda and my love for Bethesda. <laughs> Fallout Four just is, got Fallout Four just got announced <laughs> yeah. properly. I just want to mention that right now. Holy shit. It's exciting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's exciting. This is a great time to be alive. <laughs> it really is. It really is. And I guess it's a kind of fitting because there's sort of a bizarre post-apocalyptic, not post-apocalyptic, but kind of a weird kind of Fallout-ish vibe in the coming story we're going to read, but I'll we'll get to that in just a moment. Sure. If it's anything like the first one, you, you have an, an abandoned... Place. It's like a little mini, that's overrun. A little mini wasteland yeah. inside the real world. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, welcome to Undercooked Analysis. I'm David King. Yes. <laughs> I run the show. Yes. And uh, returning <laughs> are... Returning are my benefactors, really, when you think about it. <laughs> okay, so, then. So, uh, from uh, right... Um, to my immediate right is, is Andrew Lindy. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> He does things. Yeah. What kind of things do you do, uh, Andrew? I do Nerd's Eye View. That's Love another you. podcast on the Benview Network, Benview, which is, Benview, Benview. you know, what Midnight Marinara is on. <laughs> midnight, yep. midnight, midnight. <laughs> I'm apparently in a stadium. <laughs> stadium, stadium, stadium. <laughs> My stadium didn't know what was going on for a second. Gone, 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 gone. Oh. Uh, but I also do Shut Up Leonard. Leonard, Leonard, Leonard. <laughs> I'm done, done with this bit. Okay. So, uh, and then um, to, to Andrew's right is, is Matt Benson. That's is I. That's I. is I. <laughs> and you, you, you're also, you also do Shut Up Leonard. I also do Shut Up Leonard and Benson's Boombox and Popsicles and Matt and Bruno's Wrestling Show. And, important to all three of us, oh, yeah. pick your path. Pick your path. I'm fine. We can finally talk about it on this yes. show. <laughs> episode two is out. Yeah. That's my episode. Yeah, it yeah. just came out like a couple days ago. Yeah. Uh, you are an agent of Crash. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Pick Your Path is a uh, choose-your-own-adventure podcast. Choose-your-own-adventure style, let's say, for well, legal purposes. Okay, choose... Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Choose-your-own-adventure style. style. I keep forgetting that that's like a, a, a brand name, not yeah, a genre. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it is. This it's seems... a Kleenex-style podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a twine style podcast. Yeah, there we go. There we go. You choose your... You, you control how the story goes. Yes, yeah. yeah. Should be fun. You make choices. Yeah. So go. You. It's almost like you choose your own journey. Path. There we go. There we go. Saved it. Good. You know, if you like, if you really like Journey, uh, yeah. then it works for you because you know some people they hear that you know that song you know don't stop 
believing and everybody joins in but some people want to make no. their own journey no. yeah so i don't like don't. that song i'm one of those people who wants to make my own journey thank you benson so when that song thank comes you. on i just go and record you know what i do listen to pick your path on the there, there you go, go. Pick your... we have our own Full theme circle. music it kicks ass it does kick ass <laughs> yeah special shout out to christopher wrigley of bunhouse jingles yeah we'll on this show too i don't give a fuck <laughs> i forgot am i supposed to swear that's it's it, this is undercooked analysis <laughs> where uh, everything's made up and the points don't matter. Oh, sweet. Just like, uh, whose line is it anyway? Uh, yeah. I don't see... know why that took me so long to remember. You can't but... see right now, but they're both wearing funny hats. Yes. That's yeah. The... We've got, I've got a prop. I've got a yeah. big weird foam prop. And, and it turns, yeah. And Andrew Lindy is actually, uh, is actually, uh, Colin Mockery. Yeah. yeah. We've installed a step to do stuff on. <laughs> Oh, so we're gonna and midway through this, we're gonna do a hoedown. We're gonna do this hoedown style. <laughs> yeah. So do do There's do, a creepy do, story do, here, do, and I'm reading it so the beer. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so yeah, we're gonna. So the reason I have these guys back here on the show, besides the fact that earlier this afternoon we were discuss or evening, I should say, we were mm-hmm. discussing uh, the next Pick Your Path episode, which I coincidentally am writing. Um, we, I thought I'd bring them back again so we could pick up where we left off. Last time they were on Undercooked Analysis, we, uh, we took a look at Slime Beasts, uh, Abandoned by Disney, which, uh, I think in general received a pretty, pretty positive, uh, a pretty positive, uh, review from everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Um, like which, it. yeah, I thought it was enjoyable. I mean, you're yeah. not even really a Disney guy and you, no. you, you seem to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. So, um... And since then, the the odd part is that since then, um, I would say Slime Beast and I have had a chance. He's actually been on the show before, and has and I would consider him a friend at mm-hmm. this point. At least, you know, as far as internet friendom actually goes, <laughs> sure. like every I see him online and I poke him, and we exchange banter and other fluids. Sure, <laughs> sometimes mm. he is, is banter a fluid. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It was uh, in the original medical textbooks of the time. Yeah. There was bile, banter, yeah. blood, and plasma. It's it one was, of the four humors. One of the four banter humors. is banter. Yeah, banter. Well, he is he he is slime beast. Yeah. So he he, 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 is, he he himself is a fluid. He knows yeah. some fluids. Yeah. So so I thought it would be I thought it would be a little strange to the fact that we're we're going to be taking a look at the follow up to Abandoned by Disney, which is Room Zero, mm. but. Um, you know, I have, I have confidence in this one. And despite my, my friendship with, with Mr. Slime Beast, uh, we're going to be as honest as possible about this one. I have read it before. It was a while ago. Um, I recall enjoying it. Um, is, have either of you read this one? I've never read this. Didn't even know it existed. I have Ooh. not. I knew it existed though. Well, I mean, I knew the last time we recorded cause you said, Hey, here's the sequel. I know before then cause I'm a cool person. I'm like <laughs> Andrew. Cool guy, cool guy, John, yeah, over right. here. Yeah, that's, that's right. what he does. So yeah, so now we're so it's cool. So at least uh, so two out uh, two out of three are going into this one blind, and so that should be fun. So popcorn style, we're gonna choose our read our little dinky paragraphs here, mm-hmm. go through it. We're we're free to stop at any point and say our two cents. And uh, without further ado, let's dive right in. We'll, we'll do this. Um, you want to? I should start, and we'll bounce down, okay. go down yeah. the line. Okay, it's probably best that I don't read that first paragraph, well, and comedy bang bang fans will know why. We're gonna both react, I'm sure. <laughs> okay, I'm curious. I'll be curious. Cause, all right, so here we have Room Zero. It's been a while since I've written anything related to the Disney Corporation, and I'm sure you can understand why. Do you want to explain? It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. 
Sorry. Okay. <laughs> it, was, it was very we hard for me. To that. I really, we both really wanted to say that mid-sentence. <laughs> but uh, like heroes, we resisted. Uh, there goes my hero. <laughs> uh, a lot has been going on since my last post. I received a lot of questions and concerns from folks who read my first-hand account of Mowgli's Palace, a resort that was built and abandoned by Disney. Oh, oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> Remember, any time that comes up, <laughs> yeah. we all have to yeah. shout. Yeah. Yep. Uh, any time abandoned by Disney. Yeah, we have to do that. <laughs> uh, it's probably great that I didn't read the second paragraph as well, because I've never in my life seen the word, word Mowgli and wanted, <laughs> not wanted to say Mogwai. Mogwai? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to thank everyone who mirrored my post. It's been taken down from a few places. Most like, mo- sorry, uh, take two. Mostly corporate sites that were easily leaned on by larger power. By a larger power. I'm really, I'm sorry. However, for every nuked topic or disappearing blog post, it seems like a hundred more have popped up. It's like a virus. There is something they'll have to face. This is, this is something they'll have to face. There's no turning back for them. None for me, either. I'm definitely being followed. Oh, shit. For the first month or two, I chopped it up to paranoia. Any casual glance or half-smile in my direction set me off. Hair standing on the back of the neck and everything. The first one, or rather the first one I was actually able to spot, was a telephone worker milling around my apartment. Those complex. Tel- <laughs> <laughs> you made it complex. More complex than it had to be, Benson. Milling. That's, is that not a normal way to read that? No, it's fair. Milling. By my apartment. Around my carpet. I, I guess well, it's gonna get those words out. I guess it's important that complex be added, because otherwise you'd be opening the door of your apartment. Yeah, there'd be a telephone. That'd be Tele- weird. Oh, yeah. excuse me, while I just bug everything in your your place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was middle aged, doughy, dressed as you just as you'd expect, but something just seemed off about him. I couldn't place it, but I knew that wasn't just my imagination acting up. He was awkward and out of place, not somebody who was comfortable doing his routine job. I followed him around a corner, only to lose him there. When I turned back to go home, there he was, staring directly at me, about ten feet behind me, expressionless and cold. Exploring? he asked. That was all he said, and there was an accusing tone in his voice. To his voice. That's fair. You, you, you don't have to be so critical about everything. <laughs> no, I have to get it perfect every time! Complex! There, I said it again. <laughs> Uh, tell me, what blue-collar phone jockey does that? Really, The really spooky kind? I mean, I don't know about... Are, are, do phones have jockeys? Like, is that, like horse racing? Is that on the tax form, blue-collar phone jockey? Is that the I official don't title? <laughs> that's, like, that's how they talk like at their phone jockey bar afterwards. Like, <laughs> yeah. You phone jock, kid! <laughs> do they, do people, can, can you place bets on them? Yeah. <laughs> at, the, at the phone, at yeah. the phone <laughs> company? Who's going to get their phone lines done first? <laughs> do they all have cute names like Hello Baby and Daddy Dumpling? <laughs> No, it would be like Bell's Baby. It would all be references Small to other baby. phone companies. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's good. I like AT&T that. AT&T Terror. Yeah. I don't know. AT&T Terror. The Ahoy yeah. Hoy Boy. <laughs> the Ahoy Hoy Boy. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one a lot. Edison's Child. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, where, what's going on? I guess that's the worst part. Is the I mean, on the Verizon. Oh, come on, it's not that bad, Benson. <laughs> I guess that's that the, I guess that's the worst part. Right. Never feeling safe. Never feeling alone. That and the occasional Disney merchandise left somewhere for me to find. 
little rubber Mickeys in the mailbox. A Disney Adventures magazine on my bookshelf. Okay, I have to say, <laughs> rubber Mickeys is a disturbing combination of words. Yeah. Yes. But Disney Adventures magazine on my bookshelf would be delightful. Yeah, I used to, re- yeah, I used to read Disney Adventures magazine. <laughs> sure, but ones that, got, that you don't know how they got there, you could see why that's a little unnerving. I like to think that, you know, it is unnerving that little that Mickey Mouse is sneaking into your place and leaving you fine quality reading material. <laughs> did, did you watch Saving Mr. Banks? I did. Uh, I like saving, like saving Mr. When, Banks. Uh, what's her name? P.L. Travers gets to her hotel room and it's filled with Disney stuff. And she yeah. Hates it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's... <laughs> that's what I imagine this is. You just like, <laughs> look at you. Damn it! And you just like, throw it on the ground. <laughs> but see, okay. See, the, the I guess the one... The, 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 with P.L. Travers, we knew Walt put it there. We don't know who put this there, but it was probably still mm-hmm. Walt. Which makes, it, which makes it really Walt's creepy robot still. robot spider body with the head <laughs> on it. Yeah. He just places it very carefully. <laughs> Maybe Negative Mickey put it there. Oh, boy. Ooh. But what's up with rubber Mickeys? Can it, they don't sell rubber Mickeys. They, well, sure they probably they do. do. They're rubber. probably they're yeah. probably Chinese rubber knockoffs. Feels weird to me. You know. Listen, you want a rubber Mickey? Hell, I can get you a rubber Mickey by three o'clock this afternoon <laughs> with toe polish. Okay, I said toe polish. Toe by po- the way, toe polish, not, not nail, nail polish, which would have been the big Lebowski line, but <laughs> toe polish. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, um, oh, it's your line. Yeah, they hide little Mickey's everywhere. Three circles, one big, two small. In the silhouette of the famous mouse's head. Okay, that's so funny. That's, that's funny. No, I'm not scared. I'm laughing. Okay, maybe I'll, be, I'll get scared. We have to get our heads at the game. I think I, I'm still I'm still intrigued though. That's the oh thing. I'm yeah, still intrigued. Is, there's intrigue. Here. Super I'm, interesting. I'm not spooked yet because I definitely do. I I you know after the guy survived the Mowgli's palace, I definitely wanted to find out what happened to him next. So. Yeah, that's a good point. So I, I like that this is picking up like directly after. How did that end? He just ran off. I mean, yeah, he yeah. told the story, so he, he definitely escaped. survived. So he well, was abandoned because remember he he saw abandoned the he was Disney. he ab- <laughs> abandoned by the author. Really, yeah. <laughs> um, I started keeping a running list of Mickey's I found. Coffee cup rings on my coffee table, one big, two small. Colored glass bottles left on the doorstep, viewed from the top down, all red. Graffiti on the wall on my way to work. A huge Earth, small Sun, and Moon in the proper locations. They're everywhere. So that is, I guess that's a little creepy when, I guess that's a little creepier when all the symbols start coming up, Disney corporate logos, everything, yeah. everything in your everyday life. It's yeah. like finding hitting Mickey's at Disneyland, except they're everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. That's kind of, do you think, now, now the red, Vader, <laughs> red glass bottles, what drink, Benson, you're the resident cola expert. Uh-huh. Are there red glass bottles? Uh, yeah, it's not a common color, mm-hmm. but I'm certain they're out there. I can't think of any specific examples. Mm-hmm. I mean, the classics are of course clear brown and green. Yeah. But a red is possible. Okay, I just, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty certain there's a Mountain Dew that's a red bottle, but it's plastic, not glass. Uh, yeah, it's also not a red bottle, it's just a red drink and a clear bottle. Well, I never drink it. Red I drink, clear only bottle. I drink the orange drink and the <laughs> yeah. clear bottle. There you go. <laughs> How about that purple stuff? Because I want that purple stuff. <laughs> but uh, the red is supposed to invoke, what, blood? Or, you know, it's just a scary you think color. It'd be, you think it'd be chunky yellow. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it was a yellow bottle, then I'd, I might believe it more. Yeah. Yellow, I've seen yellow bottles. bottles. Green bottles too are pretty common. Green, red. yeah, green's common. Green's not... my favorite color of glass bottle. As long yeah. as we're talking glass bottles. Fair yeah. enough. Perrier comes in those kind of bottles. I don't like Perrier though. I don't like a sparkling Get water. The fuck sparkling. It just just tastes like sulfur to me. <laughs> sparkling water. It's terrible. I don't understand why people drink it. Fair enough. And I think they're dumb. <laughs> Fair enough. Just, hashtag you, destroy the croix. Just, 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 just leave. Just, just, just leave. You care about Perrier that much? I don't actually care about Perrier <laughs> that much. I'm just, 
People have both. I do care because people have emailed me about this as well. If you repost anything I have to say, you're going to start finding these son of a bitch outlines. I guarantee it. I guarantee it's, it. <laughs> was the, I, who was that? I, who was that guy that just stepped in the room? Because you would think it would be the men's warehouse guy, but that was clearly not even an attendant. Too enthusiastic. Guy. I was thinking. I was thinking uh, uh, Princess Vespa's father in Spaceballs. Oh you know, sure. I guarantee it. Would I lie? <laughs> Didn't uh, El El Elmer? Was that his name? No, the the food man. <laughs> the food. The man. chef El El Emerald. <laughs> Emerald Gossi. Didn't he say uh, I guarantee? Who said I guarantee and did food? I don't know. Someone did. It was not Emerald. Someone Emerald did. was Bam. You, he couldn't have more than one catchphrase. No. For branding purposes, you just you stick with one. Someone said I guarantee. Maybe it was a Cajun person. It definitely sounds like a Cajun person. Anyway, go on. I'm sorry to derail right. you. All right, we're getting. Oh, it's, it's my no. No, it's, no, it's you, my, Andrew. It was just he just got he just went off on guarantee. <laughs> I wanted to guarantee it. The best one by far, one that actually made me laugh because of the horror of it all, was a drawing in chalk next to my car. I was taken aback at first, walking through the parking garage, keeping an eye out for people following me. Sorry, I was doing pick your pass stuff on my phone. <laughs> Where? What's up? The outline seemed a perfect match yeah. for, well, a murder victim. Uh, you're probably familiar with if you've read my past posts. I read that sentence in such a way that it didn't make sense, even though I said all the right words. Yeah. Well, hold on. I think I want to evaluate this in just a second. Written in yellow, paint, I'm sure, was a single word. Retract. <laughs> like a claw? No, like retract your statement. I know. I'm you idiot. Fucking around. Why don't you get it? It's just, it's, it's clear. It's a clear premise. Huh? Why don't you get it? What? I'm, what? The only good thing that has come out of all this is that I know I'm not the only one who's seen something they shouldn't have. Um. So I just want to say I think. So I think what he, what he's alluding to is in the past or he he there was the, the the didn't he I can't remember did he draw a chalk outline or was there a chalk outline on the floor around the Mickey around the, the Mickey. Mickey that means yeah lying on the, the floor yeah. so he's seeing that shape now yeah. next to his car with these yellow letters that say retract yeah which is like. Okay, someone is clearly threatening him at this point. Like someone knows. Yeah. Some. I mean, if they didn't know before, <laughs> for sure. they know now. Which yeah. is, which all, like as a premise for a, a sequel to the original story. I like. I like this premise. Yeah, I do yeah. too. I like, I like the setup. I'm still. I've still yet to feel the spook, but at least I'm. I'm willing to. Uh, I, I've still yet to feel the spook, but at least okay. I'm like engaged at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm sorry. Was I next? Yeah. Yeah. After yeah. retract. Oh, you're not the only one who's. Oh yeah, no way he can't no. because I didn't say you, you read I'm that. next. Yeah. Oh. No, I read the only. You just read that, so you're on not giving names. Okay. I'm not going to give their names because, well, if I have to tell you why, you haven't been paying attention. Researcher goes to Disney parks whenever he can, all throughout the year. He's not going to have fun, enjoy the rides, etc. He's looking for gascots. Oh, did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah, that sounds right. Gascot. It's like mascot. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. that makes sense. They've, uh, there's been a long tradition, apparently, of people reporting strange patrons throughout the park. Silent, motionless, staring patrons of every age, shape, and size. Men and women, adults, children, and teens. All wearing Disney-themed gas masks. Mm. See what I said about the fallout, kind of? Way back when, Disney would get tons of complaints about oddly-dressed folks following others around the park. Folks would then merge into crowds and disappear. Uh, uh, sorry. Um, later on, 
Shoot, this isn't working. <sighs> Sorry, just in here. <laughs> Later on, the gas mask caused folks to draw other conclusions, and reports of possible terrorists and bombers started flowing. All of those reports most likely went straight into the trash can. I know I couldn't find any sign of any such occasions reported on by the media. Oh, you should be aware of the fact Disney can pretty much control its press like no other. This is kind of true. Reference to the first story. Yeah. <laughs> that town hall meeting. I hate this concept art. Ugh, break it over my knee. Yeah. Uh, researcher goes to the parks, talks to a few people, and tries not to draw any attention to himself. He'll just ask three or four families if they've seen his friend who's wearing a funny mask. <laughs> that's fun uh and i kind of like that uh so instead of even giving a name to this person that he's been talking to it's just researcher that's yeah. kind of an interesting yeah uh, i like it i like that this is um yeah again i like that there's kind of this whole thing feels like a big conspiracy theory mm-hmm. yeah. i think that's kind of neat um he has yet to see a gascot for himself though on one occasion a child pointed at him toward frontier town as he raced through the crowd he heard a single voice ahead cry out Mommy, I want a goofy air mask, too. A fellow I'll call Lifeguard worked in a Disney water park from 2001 through 2003. He stood at the top of a huge water slide and made sure none of the kids got too rowdy. He passed the kids through, one at a time, telling them over and over again to be safe, keep their arms in, and so on. You just know something's going to go bad. Oh, yeah. yeah. You just know it. We, we, got, we got this, this uh, tense, here, here tense moment go. of scrolling so, that's about go. to happen here. I'm about to scroll, but I want to say real quick, Frontier Town... Frontier what? Town. Him toward Frontier Town. Is he... Is he... Is he... Okay. Now, here's here's the thing. I've we heard had this from last Slime Beast himself. I've heard from Slime Beast himself, and he, he's pointed this out. He's not super up on the Disney jargon. Mm. Like, this is stuff he, like, gets up and writes at, like, odd hours of the night when mm. it just hits him. Uh, I, I could be butchering that <laughs> that interpretation. Mm. This is just what I've heard from him before. So, um, I mean, I can I could let that pass, but... The, my Air Disney nerd is just like, it's Frontierland, you fuck. <laughs> I mean, but this was in the last story, too. He, he Instead of calling them cast members, he called them just employees or something. Yeah, like, and he called the the character... Like, the, Disney's official terms for the, the, the mascots is characters. Yeah. But in this case, I think it works better because Gascot is a good play on that. Yeah, you know? character wouldn't work. Character. <laughs> Caramask, yeah. I don't know. I Caragask? Think, uh, Gas- it, it, it works because I'm willing to accept Gascot, but let's okay. Tension. The but tension. See, is, also, it's, it's, until you said it, I had no idea why it was wrong that you said Frontier Town. So now maybe you know. I'm the ideal I just, audience. I mean, yeah, I maybe you are the ideal you. audience here. But it's it works. So yeah, here we go. So Benson, you got the next one. Where am I? Right at the top. Yeah. Yep. One day as he tells it. Uh, one day as he tells it, this fat kid goes down the tube and doesn't come out the other end. Oh shit. He sent two or three kids after, and the whole thing moves at a steady clip. So naturally, you'd expect that if a fatty got stuck. Okay. The kids would follow, follow him were stuck, too. Not so. Wait. That's, this is, this Sorry. Is I got excited. I jumped the gun. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's, this uh, is exciting. We're getting into it now. Not so. Only the big kid disappears. Everyone else comes out the other end, cheering and splashing like nothing's wrong. Lifeguard shuts down the slide, much to the aggravation adri- of the kids <laughs> waiting. Uh, before he can go through any kind of Disney's strict procedures, splash. Fatty finally comes out. Staff members pulled the kid out of the water. He, he sank like a stone when he hit, his skin already blue and his eyes wide. All he would say was, no face, kids, and stop squeezing. Mm-hmm. The kid Listen was okay. <laughs> He's in another dimension. <laughs> the kid was okay, in case you're wondering. 
He got carted right <laughs> off to the medical center. I got this. When lifeguard was told to open the slide back up, he made a big stink about how it clearly wasn't safe. Despite his complaints, he was threatened with firing and begrudgingly opened the slide again. From that point on, he kept a closer eye on the kids. Every so often, they'd come out in the wrong order. Never as stunned as the fat kid, but always, look of, always with a vague look of concern. A dreamy half-stupor that seemed as if they were trying to figure out what was reality. They'd take on some water and choke a bit. And they'd never come back up to ride again. Before we advance, I want to say, just as a standalone element on its own, I like that. Yeah, That's really creepy. Really good. Like, I, I like that there's no real explanation. Just every so often, kids just disappear on this slide, and they don't know what happened. They don't talk about it, but yeah. it's just something cryptic's going on. I like it. Did I they, like this did part Did he say uh, what water park or in what? No, he just said was? a water park. For some reason, I have a hard time picturing anywhere else, but, like, for some reason, the pool at the Disneyland Hotel. But he said a water well, park. Well, the they have the water parks in Florida. Yeah, so it's like... Blizzard Beach or Typhoon Lagoon mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but he didn't say specifically which one. Mm-hmm. So. I'm just intrigued because he's probably the, um... you know. But it, it makes sense because he said if if he said where he worked, it would be easier to find. Oh yeah, lifeguard, definitely. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just intrigued because of the way that the abandoned by Disney that was somewhere in the south. It was in North Carolina, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so if this was perhaps maybe in Florida, I'm just, you know, pinpointing the that weird locations of things. It sounds like they're all over the place, though, this time. So, like, front, the, the guy yeah, who Frontier goes to Frontier Town. Town. Is, Frontierland is in both Magic Kingdom and uh, Disneyland. So. Yeah. And it could be, it could be like, it could be someone from another country, too, because there's a Frontierland in Tokyo. Oh, I didn't even One know. in Paris, one in Hong Kong. I mean, oh, no, not in Hong Kong. I don't think there's a Frontierland in yeah, Hong, Hong Kong. Hong Kong's a funny little place. They have a grizzly gulch. Yeah. Um, so where where were uh, we? I think I'm next, but I don't remember where we are. Oh, you're. Uh, I read his emails. I read his emails <laughs> with the same sort of unease you might be feeling right now. I wanted him to share his own story, but in the end, he didn't want to expose himself that way. Can't say I blame him. I wouldn't want him to expose himself either. That's like, you know, please, there are ladies present. <laughs> <laughs> Snow White, which wasn't the actual role she played, was a character in the park. She had a nice little tidbit for me. You know what happens when a costume employee drops dead in his suit? Like, one second he's ta- taking a picture with little Jimmy, and the next he's had a fatal stroke? Has that happened? Like, has that actually happened? I've I've heard stories of, um, actually, Scott Ackerman. I don't remember if it was Disneyland. It might have been Knott's Berry Farm, which makes sense, because he lived in Cyprus, I know. <laughs> he was a costume character for a while, and he said uh, there wasn't clear maps of where to go, so sometimes he'd get lost, and, you know, you can't take off the mask at all. Right. So he said that occasionally people would not die, but pass out from, like, heat stroke, mm. and uh, that other characters would have to come, like, oh, Goofy's taking a nap, and just lead him back. Okay. <laughs> like that. Goofy's like taking a or, nap. Or, you know, something like that. Isn't he silly, like they, kids? They oh, it's okay, Charlie Brown. Let's I, go. Yeah, I imagine that's where this is going, but I but they, I have heard of, I have heard of that actually happening. That's mm. creepy. That now is, that, that I think is... about it, I think it was actually Disneyland, not that's very funny. That makes sense. Um, yeah, because uh, I okay. Here's here's the, the weird thing. And for for a couple of the stories I've written, I've actually researched the 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 deaths that have happened on Disney properties mm-hmm. for a story I've written. And the only time I can think of of a character actually dying, you know, dying in a suit that has been reported was there was a guy who was dressed as Pluto who was hit by a parade float backstage oh. and died. But that was backstage. Yeah, yeah it was backstage, yeah. so people didn't know. But it, they they had to change a bunch of regulations because of this this incident. Of course, the keyword there is that has been reported. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what I said because yeah. this <laughs> yeah. if this story this story is full of conspiracies. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I also I remember hearing a story about um, uh, and this was a Disney character 
passed out during a parade. So they were in, they were part of the parade doing whatever routine they were doing on the parade, and they passed out, I believe, on a float. So, uh-huh. but I don't know how they covered that up. <laughs> you can't like stop the parade. You're like, oh, well, and it depends on what. It, sometimes the characters are propped up in such a way they're like part of the float. So maybe yeah. there's someone who just passed out. Perhaps. And like slumped over, and it was just like, oh, look, she's taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> looks like Buzz Lightyear is is. It looks like Andy's here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good cover. Oh, jeez, that's horrible. <laughs> but that's the cover right there. Yeah. Um, Go ahead and give it a little it... scroll there. It's, oh, I gotta get this paragraph that's halfway. Okay. Oh yeah, it's you. A second costume mascot in the area has to sit with the corpse on a curb or bench and wait for a designated dry cleaner to arrive and cart the body away in a discreet manner. All the while, patrons have no idea they're sitting with a dead body for photo ops. This is, good. This this is, is really good. Yeah? Okay, yeah. then. Yeah. yeah. It's like you were just talking about. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, they have, to, they have to stay in character. Yeah. They have to play along. <laughs> so this one's including photo ops as in like, oh, you still want a picture with Goofy? Well, he'll take a nap on you. Oh, isn't that funny? <laughs> um, oh, the, you, yeah. you, you've got a good line yeah. coming up here. Feel free to check your photo albums at this point. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I like? Picks. You know what I like is that we've had three incidents, but only one of them is kind of vaguely related to the Gascots. The yeah. other things are just other reports of just creepy little things that happen at Disneyland yeah. or, or whatever. And I like that a lot. Uh, that was bad, but another fellow, Janitor, went completely off the creepy charts. Disney World, and probably others, is built with a series of underground tunnels just below your feet. Three stories worth. Anything and everything you can imagine is down there. For use of the employee. Just like in Beverly Hills Cop Part 3. <laughs> we saw that sort of thing. Uh, they're called Utilidors. Utility Corridors. I can actually vouch for that because uh, Kayla used to work at uh, Disney World and she's been in them. Oh yeah? yeah? Yeah, they're real. They're real. I've heard from people who used to work at Disney Parks who have said and that too. And it's how they get stuff around without you know people seeing. Yeah. They don't have them at Disneyland, mm-hmm. but they do have them at Disney World. So, because they were able to build Disney World like with that in mind, mm-hmm. I've heard people who work at Disney World say also that they don't do this anymore. But for a time, there was a uh, shared underwear that the mascots would have. To oh use. yeah, I've heard about that too. Shared underwear. Oh is god, is <laughs> a phrase you don't want to hear. Uh, <laughs> uh, basically, that's the reason you don't see characters out of place or janitors wandering through the park. They pop in and out of hidden doors and travel a concealed town you're walking on. That makes it sound like it's more supernatural than it is. That makes it sound like Ramona Flowers, like popping through the gateways. (laughs) Well, I thought, of course, of the Adjustment Bureau. My go-to reference for every podcast that we be on. We can decide which of us has the better instinct there. I feel like I need every guest appearance. I need to reference the adjustment bureau. bureau. That terrible movie that you like for that some wonderful film. God knows why. Where angels put on hats and oh, they can open God. doors and teleport. Holy shit! What a bad movie. Uh, what is happening? Uh, okay, janitor. Were... Janitor told me something that might be common knowledge, but was nonetheless news to me. Walt Disney had several apartments built into his parks. There's one above Cinderella's castle. There's one of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. They're all over the place. That is no, also wait. true. The above Cinderella's castle. Yeah, in Cinderella's castle at Disney World, there's actually a oh uh, a Disney a World. Suite. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Where's the basketball court? That's in the Matterhorn ba- basement of Matterhorn. Actually, actually, there's a very small half court basketball court in um uh, on near the peak of the Matterhorn. Ooh, the who gets peak. to play on that court? Um, anybody who climbs the Matterhorn because they actually do have climbing uh, routes. Up the Matterhorn. People wait, have climbed it. Wait, like people, mountain climbing. People routes. visiting the park can play on that basketball court. No, but. <laughs> 
If you ask nicely. But if you're an employee, <laughs> you can just, like, when you're not working, climb the Matterhorn and I, climb that well, I don't know. The, you gotta uh, ask someone hosting. who... You gotta ask someone who... I bet people who go... Like, I bet Tinkerbell gets to go and shoot hoops before they launch her out the top for the fireworks show. Okay. Launch like, him out the top. Him, Tinkerbell's her. played by a man, probably. Tinkerbell is played by Shaquille O'Neal. Come on, guys. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> uh, but know. the one above uh, Pirates, that's uh, that's for sure, In at least in Disneyland, that's uh, that used to be the gallery. Yeah, now it's yeah. the uh, the Dream Suite. Now so now it suite. actually is an apartment, mm-hmm. but it used to be the Disney gallery. Yeah. Who lives in that apartment? No, it's uh, rented out to... You know. Visiting dignitaries and yeah. stuff. Like people who can afford Super to live at Disneyland. Basically. They used to have a special thing where they would give it away at random times and days. Uh, Walt actually... The, the actual apartment Walt lived in, though, because that was planned for him. It was never finished. The actual apartment Walt lived yeah. in is above the fire department mm-hmm. on Main Street. Mm-hmm. You can actually see... If you look up in the window of the fire department, you'll see a lamp in the window, and that lamp is always on. Mm-hmm. It's it's right. meant to be a little... Like, symbolic. Symbolic mm-hmm. tribute. He would turn Walt. it on when he was there to let yeah. people know he was there. Yeah, it's kind so of... So now it's like he's always there. Or you could just he, say his cryogenically frozen head is in there. Or <laughs> he, could, he, could, he could always be there for all we know. There is no lung cancer. <laughs> All right. Uh, more than that, there were ni- there are nightclubs, a movie theater, a bowling alley, and much more. All behind doors built right into whimsical facades you pass through without a second look. Ooh, I like what, is, what I'm about to read right now. <laughs> club 22 is one such hidden area. If you have the cash to join the exclusive club, you don't. Then you'll have access to it and much more. Now... This, this this is not a mistake. This is he's doing this as this is a more secret Club Thirty Three, right? Yeah, that's the impression I'm getting. Okay, yeah. because uh, I mean Club Thirty Three is is pretty well known, but it's you know difficult to get into. Yeah, uh, in that sense of the the money. Uh, but Club 22, I like the sound of a more exclusive club that's like a lower number. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's like it, and plus, like again, uh, I can vouch for Kayla here. There is a subway in the Utilidors that she's been to, like a subway restaurant. What? Yeah, where they give you subway sandwiches. That's crazy. Yeah, in in under for employees only underneath Walt Disney World. It's crazy. That's so weird. Uh, Club Twenty Two is a place where anything goes. Disney Co calls these places dark zones, spots where the squeaky clean visage of Mickey Mouse gives way to drinking, drugs, and yes, sex. When did we get? Now, into, when did we get into Escape from Tomorrow? Escape from Tomorrow is oh, for is this idea? Sake. <laughs> I love it when I get to talk Escape about Escape from Tomorrow. Tomorrow, the terrible garbage movie that Andrew Sarah likes. The the, that that so Andrew likes because he's film. dumb because wonderful. he's a dumb person. It's a great film. Uh, and I haven't seen it yet. Ugh! Can you hear me sign? Can you hear that sign? You're not loud. Let me, let me give some factual information. So, es- Escape from Tomorrow. Uh, focuses a lot on this weird idea <laughs> that you don't really know what's going on behind the parks. They it have, doesn't focus um, on anything. It is it is the most unfocused movie I've ever seen in my life. There's a plot line that involves a woman who used there's to be no plot uh, a princess character, <laughs> uh-huh. but then she was like spurned, like she became too old, so she became like a, a literal witch, this and uh, she seduces this is all him reading. She seduces nothing. a character. It's a bullshit. This movie. is totally there. And she she that has a she has a scene I'll... where she tells uh, the main character, oh that that turkey lake, what do you what do you think it really is? It's not turkey, it's uh, what'd you say it is? Emu. emu. It's emu. What? Yeah, it was like super nuts, and I loved it. That's weird. I, I just love this movie so much. Garbage movie. Okay. If you like it, you're a bad person. <laughs> Uh, Andrew, let's let's watch it sometime, and I can make for my own opinion. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I've heard mixed. Things. Don't watch it I'm... with him though, because I don't want him. I don't want him influencing you. I'll just I'll just watch we'll it. Watch I'll it just together. watch it at some point. Yeah. I don't know. I think 
the movie is more infamous, I think, for the fact that uh, how it was made and what it actually was. Because most people I've, I, who have, I know who have seen it have given it sort of a resounding meh. Not a bad... They, like, they say it's not a bad movie. Oh, it's a bad but movie. But it's a resounding meh. I mean, that's the, I'm talking about average consensus here. Because I've heard several people, yeah. like you, also say, this movie is shit. Don't yeah. watch it. Also, I'm pretty sure Abandoned by Disney came first. Yeah. It came before Escape oh. from Tomorrow. So they might be stealing your idea. Slime Beast, you should sue them. Yeah. You should sue them immediately. <laughs> Escape from Tomorrow. What if David Lynch was dumb? That's the tagline. <laughs> Conversely, <clears throat> the rest of the park is the bright zone with a few gray zone utilidors between. So there's like, so it's like Dante's Inferno Disneyland. Yeah, yeah there's rings, there's a rings, rings of, of hell yeah. or whatever. <laughs> rings of Disneyland. Rings, rings of Disney. It makes sense. I mean, for some people, Disneyland can be hell. <laughs> uh, as far as Janitor has said, it wasn't always that way. It was more of a slow decline in the gradual relaxation of social norms within that elite group. The reason he knows all this? You may have already guessed. He cleaned it. After a lengthy background check and a non-disclosure form, Janitor moved up from a park attendant to one of the Dark Zone cleaning crew. Now before you get some satanic human sacrifice vision in your head, Janitor saw nothing of the sort. Lots of empty alcohol bottles? Yes. Oh, those alcohol bottles. <laughs> okay, we'll... I would like one bottle of alcohol, please. <laughs> uh, used condoms scattered like deflated New Year's balloons. Oh, yeah. He cleaned up his share of blood, piss, and vomit, but it was all down to the unrestricted behavior of patrons as opposed to any sort of cult behavior. So who, now, who gets into these dark zones? That's but, what I want to know. But I could, I could, you could call this a cult, cult behavior if you if you follow it in a certain way. It's not like your your cult is in you're killing people, but your cult is in you have a very uh, we want to have shared a, belief. We want an eyes wide shut cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want, yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. We want to have orgies of depravity beneath Disneyland. Maybe yeah, people yeah. get like that. Think it's it's or beneath Walt Disney World. That's like that's what allegedly happens at the Bohemian Grove. Is that what it's called? No, I don't know what you're talking. Bohemian about. Grove. I've said too much. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. Scroll. Scroll. Uh... <laughs> well, they did have Pleasure Island for a while. What? They, yeah, they did have now Pleasure Island. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> at least that's how he sees it in retrospect. Al, all that trash, that profane shit. Went into a furnace and mingled with the smoke of a quaint cottage's chimney. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, the visuals are the best part of this. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh yeah, it's this all this terrible stuff, and then you see the pretty part. <laughs> yeah, I love the idea that that like there's this beautiful, colorful, fake world that that is fueled by essentially sex and sex and depravity you're yeah, just... gonna love escape from tomorrow no you're not if you've been to disney world you've breathed ultra condensed sin that's actually a really good that's line, good line yeah. <laughs> ultra condensed you sin. know where you won't see great lines like that in escape from tomorrow yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm glad i'm glad i'm in the middle here once again <laughs> although not actually andrew's sitting in the middle yeah uh, backing up this information was Hammer. Hammer mailed me the old-fashioned way. <laughs> I thought it was going to be mailed of a thing, but it was just the way. Uh, though I don't know how he got my home address. He sent me photocopies of work papers proving his employment with the instruction to burn them when I was convinced. Which I did, gladly. <laughs> I, again, I love these character names. Hammer. Yeah. Hammer. <laughs> and that he mailed him papers uh, makes me think he's old-fashioned, like, the way that he mailed them. And that makes sense that he's a hammer. I think that's yeah. just like everything. But I think that's just because he doesn't want it on the internet. 
Well, but I just love I love everything about this name yeah. and this character already. <laughs> so, so 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 far we've had uh, researcher. Yeah, we've had lifeguard. Yeah. Snow White. Snow White. Snow White. Janitor. Janitor and Hammer. Hammer. Dude, I love the yeah. I love. I'm liking these code names. Yeah. Hammer worked around the Disney World Park, doing demolition and construction. At one point, he approached a superior regarding some strange construction plans. There was a wide, rectangular area marked off in the blueprints, about the size of a supermarket. The area was left unnamed and only bore the words, Do Not Dig. So the, the, I have to wonder where... Uh, maybe we should read a little further because yeah. I'm not sure where this is. Because you think a somewhere big, in Disney World, a big area the size, a big concrete area the size of a supermarket, mm. even at Disney World, would be noticeable. I'm mm. just saying. We're gonna keep. We're gonna. We're gonna and get to marked, the bottom of this. Um. Okay. Um. Oh, this is me, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Not only was his superior in the dark, but he was super fucking purposely in the dark. He didn't want to talk about it. Didn't want to know about it. And ended the conversation with the the space is intentionally left blank. <laughs> Hammer didn't get it. The area seemed a waste of space, and it was directly conflicting with the work his team had been given. He started poking around the area on his off time, finding only a derelict steel door and a great span of concrete just beyond. It was a super supermarket's worth of blank gray floor. And now, I'm, again, I'm trying to figure out where this it would be situated. At when World. was Disney World started? In the now, 70s? Is, this is saying it possible that this, is... this is before it opened? Ooh. But is this is this meaning that this is an underground area? Because it says do not dig. Oh, so they're trying to get too. him it to could not. Be somewhere in the utilidors. It's in the utilidors, I think. So there's an area in the utilidors beneath Disneyland where there's this thing. Because he was or he was portal. building something and it said do not dig on this area, and he's like, why am I not digging here? And he goes down there and finds his place. Yeah, that's true. And either way, it, or it could be it could be a huge just expanse in the middle of like the Florida like swamp. Yeah, you know, Flo- the, the property yeah, the, Lake Buena Vista property. Disney World is so huge. It and, is, and most of it is not even Disney parks. Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of empty space that they haven't used yet, or mm-hmm. that's just natural like like swampland. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, soon after, Hammer started picking gas gods out of the crowd. Oh, he tampered in God's domain. (laughs) Unlike all other reports, the people, the things, would stand in full view of the guy. They'd cluster together in the distance, or they'd just be pressed against a wall when you turned a corner. That's That's, actually... Yeah, that's creepy. (laughs) You turned a corner and there's just a group of these things. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He said they moved weird. Like they were weak or injured. Like a deer that's been run down by a hunter and can't flee anymore. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, the gas masks. The Disney character faces with filters jammed in. He noted they seemed wet on the inside, like a condensation like condensation on a car window. Tiny beads of water glim- glimmered behind the glass, making it impossible for any of them to actually see. Ooh, Probing that's a good detail, too. Mm-hmm. Probing further, Hammer started asking questions of anyone and everyone who had been working in the park for a decade or more. He hit dead ends throughout, until he was directed to Ida, an elderly woman who worked in a... An, uh, excuse me. It's all right. An elderly woman who worked in a restaurant on Main Street. She'd been there since way back, and though nobody had the balls to ask directly, everyone knew she had plenty of terrible stories to tell. Well, I, I don't think... that. I think what they mean is she tells terrible stories. Yeah. They'll never ask her to tell you about <laughs> yeah. anything. Because oh, she, she'll just she'll go on and on for days and days. I mean, she's worked on Main Street since the seventies. Like, come on, <laughs> she's ancient. She's like a thousand years old. Uh, um... Hammer asked about the empty space. Oh, thank you. Hammer <laughs> asked about the empty space. 
Then about the gas masked customers. And at first he thought he would receive the same no non same non answers he'd gotten so far. She was quiet, eerily quiet. And then Pedro Red. was like, "Be careful! It's a trap." <laughs> Are you ready, guys? Here we go. Room zero. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh! She croaked, a single shaking hand placed to her cheek as if she were a little girl fearing a father's punishment. Oh no. She didn't meet the man's gaze for the entire conversation. Room zero. Is- oh shit! Oh! Oh shit! <laughs> I forgot we were doing that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're doing that for. Oh, it comes up a lot, you guys. <laughs> I don't care. I just. I don't care if you guys okay. won't follow me. No, I'm good. doing it every we'll time. Do it. We'll do it. That's fine. I'll we'll just be. Oh, and you can do. You can do yeah. your bit. As it turned out, it was just it was yet another hidden room, just like the apartments and Club Twenty Two. However. It's sheer size and its spot deep beneath the park. Okay, that confirms where it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Deep beneath the park, set it apart from any of the fun dark zones. It was a bomb shelter. Room Zero. Whoa! Whoa! Was built to withstand a massive attack, be it conducted by foreign or domestic enemies. Vault Tech. Enemies. (laughs) Anemones. Anemones. Vault Tech built it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Room Zero. Whoa! Was to be stocked with enough rations to feed an entire park's average number of patrons at any given moment and housed a smaller yet lavish panic room of sorts for Disney higher-ups. Okay, interesting. I could accept it. And especially uh, in the early days of uh, the Disney World Park, uh, perhaps there was less patrons. I think. Oh, that's true. But but now it it gets way too many to fit into a supermarket sized yeah. area. Again, we're thinking the 1970s, and they built this place to be like a major tourist destination. But yeah. even then, you go to Disney World, it's it's never as crowded. Like I've been to Magic Kingdom, it's mm-hmm. never as crowded as Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even on crowded days, it's not as crowded as Disneyland because there's just more room for people to move around yeah. in. You know. During World War II, official Disney gas masks were actually produced for children to wear in the event of an attack. The idea was that it would be less scary for kids if Mickey's face was emblazoned on the wartime safety device. Yes, I know the obvious problems with that. I love that he immediately dresses what we're all thinking. (laughs) Ah, there we go. Uh, During the Cold War scare of the 60s, when Disney World was constructed... That's right. Room Zero... (laughs) ...was stocked with similar masks as well. Whether they cared about the fears of children or just callous branding... The things found their way down there. What's more, some genius decided the kids would then be frightened by the gas masks their parents wore. And so all masks, adult and child, were made to comply to this insane standard. I had to describe it as treating a wound with lemon juice. Oh, that's some great old lady wind. <laughs> well, when life gives you lemons, treat a wound with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, remind me, I want to talk about uh, something I, we discussed in Tomorrowland. Mm. Well, at the end of this story, because mm. it's all—it's mm. all coming back to me. Don't spoil it. I won't—I won't spoil anything. Okay. Nothing too big, I promise. None of this explained what Hammer had been seeing, though. Not only the seemingly supernatural appearances, but the emptied-out room as well. I've been in there, he explained. There's nothing but a cement floor and four walls. No, Ida shook her head and covered her mouth, stifling a sob. You've been on top of it. Oh, <laughs> I start to get why you don't want to dig! <laughs> Someone, or something, sounded the alarm one day when the park was f- at full capacity. The warning was clear. It was supposedly an air attack. 
Security ushered everyone down, down, down into the tremendous shelter. There, they were ordered to put on their masks and hunker down for the duration of the assault. Everything was quiet for about 30 minutes, save for the crying children and the frightened whispers. No one wanted to die, and so they were thankful, in a way, for this strange measure of safety. Then, the first scream rang out. Ah! Hey! The man shouted. Quit pinching! Waves of shrieks and yelps ripped through the crowd, from one wall to the other, back and forth. Who's running around? Settle down! Someone hollered. Who's laughing? This isn't funny! Ow! Who stepped on my foot? <laughs> this is actually kind of funny. <laughs> we have, we're gonna do character voices for this, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't tell whatever's gonna happen to the rats. <laughs> Uh, despite security guards urging to calm down and keep their cool, the crowd became more and more agitated until finally, after nearly an hour of madness, the lights flickered, then died. What followed could only be described as utter chaos. In the dark, only the walls, wails of the young and the anguished cries of adults could be heard in a massive, swelling din that bloodied the ears of all within the black chamber's echo, the black echo chamber. A group of staff members and a select few patrons made it out of the door, ready to face the war above rather than the insanity below. What they found, of course, was a desolate yet untouched theme park. The music continued to play, echoing through silent Storybrook towns. That's a really eerie image right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Upon returning to room zero... Oh, 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 shit! Whoa! 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 The few who stood at the top of the steel staircase that led down into the pitch blackness heard no sign of the previous fray. There was only silence. <sighs> Ida herself descended the staircase despite the begging of those she left above. Whoa, wait. I was trying to figure out Ida was there? Hold on. Was, yeah, this is why Ida was describing time. it. She was one of the people who was Worked in the park that. that day. And she was in room zero and then she left? Wait, she, she was, was one, one of the ones few who made it out and saw the, the, the oh, okay, right, right, that there was no real attack. It was okay. a false alarm. She reached the reinforced doors, herself now awash in darkness and hearing only the buzzing in her ears. A single voice came out of the darkness. The echo made it impossible to tell whether the mocking, raspy voice was at the back of the bomb shelter or if it was right in front of her face. Shut the door, dear. You're letting out the cold. It's a ghoul! <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Shut the door, smooth skin. <laughs> I like letting out the cold. Is like, that's a ghoul thing to say. We're, really we're talking, or Fallout 3, if anyone no. doesn't. Or Fallout in general. Gripped by terror, she did just that. Within days, the entire thing, shelter, staircase, all of it, was covered with feet upon feet of cement. Air systems and generators above its ceiling were removed, creating the large, empty space. They're still down there, I had told Hammer. Down there with whatever that was. Whoever that was. You might have noticed I've used Ida's name. Unfortunately, she passed away soon after telling her story. Accidental fall, supposedly, after getting out of bed to turn on a light. Such a company devotee, the paper reported, that her entire bedroom was covered with Mickey silhouettes. Oh. And that's, and that's it. it. That's wow. it. Wow. wow. Right? That's good. That was good. Right? Yeah. That was good. Okay. So, <laughs> how do you cover up an entire, um, an entire patron, day's worth of patrons disappearing? How do you do that? 
You got Disney money. That's how you do that. Oh, well, you think people would ask questions. Yeah. It's World War II. Less people were going to the park. Well, uh, no, the park wasn't open in World War II. This must have been really early in the park's history. You know, we're talking like this the Disney 70s. World. So was, yeah, Timey the 70s. Well, you know, people go to Disneyland with their whole family, so no, no, no pretty... one left to, to ask questions. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, what I, again, what I, what, I, what I do like about this story is there's definitely huge hints that something horrible is going on, and yet we never get a concrete answer. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I say concrete because that whole area was covered up. Mm-hmm. The answer, no answer to the concrete. <laughs> so, again, what this story succeeds at is, um, is just creating some really interesting tension, mm-hmm. asking a lot of creepy questions, and just like, ah, oh, yeah, good. You know, and and uh, it's funny because creepypastas are unlike any other kind of story that that we get in the sense that when there's more things not answered, it's better. Yeah, definitely. It's 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 it's, it's exactly the opposite of what you'd actually want in a story. Yeah. But the fact that like the the lifeguards' experience, where children were coming, you know, going through the tube and coming out in the wrong order that made no sense, and the one that got stuck, but nobody could figure out where he was, that doesn't directly connect to any of this, but. It just adds to the whole atmosphere. Yeah. Right, it does. I mean, he mentions the no-face children or something. There's definitely something... There's a Something connect- is yeah. haunting this place. Something yeah. is haunting the entire resort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's a... And I, I'd, I'd like to think in that same way that it, it doesn't have to be like it's the same Mickey from the first one that, that is that is in this one, but it's certainly related in a, in a way that, that makes sense. Yeah, there's, there's some connection between whatever happened in Mowgli's palace, the mm. fact that there was an underground area with all this stuff going on, mm. and whatever it was in room zero that said shut the door. Yeah. And probably killed and ate all and consumed the souls yeah. of all and, those people. <laughs> made them wander around with their creepy masks. Oh yeah, that's right. Those <laughs> uh, things, they're the, the specters of the gas gods. Yeah, yeah and uh, I, I, I also like, so in that same weird way that... Uh, Abandoned by Disney started with talking about things that were true and then descending into things that weren't true. This one that has that same basis of truth where those Mickey gas masks did exist. They did. They were real. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it just it makes them into uh, a whole different thing here. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's really creepy because, you know, those are hard to find. But, like, you're – because, again, my, like, a, like a good story, it establishes – Things that are true, and so you're able to suspend your disbelief more mm, as yeah. you get into the more intense parts of the story, like this bit. And you're able to suspend belief more because you're you're left going, wait, what? Yeah. But what? 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 Yeah. And the thing is, in, in good good horror does this. Good horror, I think, is the kind of horror that doesn't have to explain itself entirely. And the creepypasta, like you said, creepypastas, good ones do this really well. Mm-hmm. So this is... Um, I mean, obviously, I, I, I try not to come at these with a bias, but again, Slime Beast does what he does, and he does it well because, um, I mean, he, well, he writes these, these like, he writes, like, dozens of stories, but yeah. he he knows the he knows the genre really well, mm-hmm. and so comes up with stuff like this, and this is a very well-known... Yeah, I like this a lot. Yeah. I think I like it better than the first one, even. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know what? I probably do, too. Honestly. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna agree with you guys. Yeah. This is the second time I've read it, I, it in, in, in entirely, and yeah. just going back, I, I went back and listened to our read through of Abandoned by Disney, and that was <laughs> that's still good. But this one is yeah. even more even more polished. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree and with it's, that. And it's 
There is one more story in this saga. There's a third. There's a third. It's a prequel. Oh! It's called. It's called. Uh, it's called. Room like a, negative one. <laughs> it's called. I think it's called like a few suggestions. Hmm. Oh, I might have read that one. Yeah, it's the one about. It's like the just the stuff left in box. the suggestion box. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, a prequel yeah. to this one. Huh. A prequel to Abandoned by Disney. Maybe we'll so, have to come back again and do that one. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. yeah so we'll do that one again in the future. Um, and uh, the thing I was going to say earlier about because there's a and Benson, you'll you'll spot this in in Tomorrowland. I won't say too much. I brought it up on Nerd's Eye View. Mm -hmm. There's a part in Tomorrowland that is, in my mind, could have easily led into something that would happen in a creepypasta. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a thing up there. and Should I look away? (laughs) Would it help if I just... I shouldn't say it. I shouldn't say it here, though. These guys might have spoilers. It's the thing with the small world ramp. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, you're good. You're good. You're good. It happens within like the first ten minutes of the film, but yeah, it's. I went into Tomorrowland completely blind. Yeah, I didn't know it was going to be there. I'm going in completely blind. Good. No, no, no. But it is. Yeah, there's a thing that definitely. So respect that. I will respect. I'm respecting it. I, I know. I feel like people are going to start writing stories about. That's that's what you're going to. Well, yeah. no, that wasn't what I was saying. What I was saying is it's reminiscent <laughs> of to me of a lot because I've read yeah, some bad Disney would... creepy pasta, and a lot of them all a lot of them I think were inspired by this story. Yeah, yeah. Because you see about oh Disney's Disney's jail or something or Disney's catacombs. Like they always talk about the hidden stuff underneath Disneyland. I'm not sure if this did it first. I know that there's been that idea in mm. sort of the popular consciousness for a while. Yeah, but. This is, I think, one of the first really well-known accounts of that. And I've read other ones that are bad. Like, just bad Disney creepypasta. And I admit, even I'm guilty of that when I wrote my The Grad Knight of the Haunted Mansion story. <laughs> but the thing is, I there's no utilidors under Disneyland, so that gives it a little bit weirder. When, like, why is there this weird area under the Haunted Mansion, mm-hmm. you know? If you guys want to read that story, you can look it up. Grad Knight in the Grad <laughs> Haunted <laughs> Mansion. There's a sequel on the way, too. <laughs> There's a sequel. There's you know a... what? And I have to I have to really give it to this to the story and to Slime Beast. It ended exactly where it needed to. Yeah. I left you wanted more. Yeah. A good I, one. I thought, oh, we're gonna have to scroll more. I don't know what's gonna be the next part. No, that's it. It's perfect. It's done. Yeah. It it really is. Oh, man, it's really something when a story ends right when it needs to and right when you're happy. Like it's you're very satisfied. Impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. That's really something. I'm 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 really glad everybody's got the shared enthusiasm here. It makes you feel good. Yeah, feel good, like, damn good. This, although being in this area, wouldn't make me feel very good. No, yeah, you don't. You don't want to go find that place. You don't want to see any gascots. No. no, you know what would make it even worse though? Picturing someone again, it's very scenic. I like yeah. that too. Like the part where it talks yeah. about the music still playing over empty parts of the park. All I can think of is. Yeah. Which is the universal creepy Disney song. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, I guess, I think we're all going to give this one a resounding fresh rating, I would say. Yeah. Right? yeah. Resounding fresh would eat again. Yeah. <laughs> you cooked it. Turn up, turn off the burn, turn the burner <laughs> off. <laughs> Cook manager's back. Cook, Cook manager's back. <laughs> what? Look, I told you, get back in the kitchen. You're not supposed to be here. That, sorry, Mr. Mr. Pos, sorry. Get my name right, you goddamn idiot. Skimpy. Guys, it's weird how whenever the pasta shade shows up during these podcasts. Isn't that weird? I don't understand. He just shows up and then he leaves. That is the shade's business. (laughs) He is a shade. When when and where he pleases. He is a shade after all. Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh man. Now we just got to wait for a story where uh we get um we actually do get Walt Disney's frozen head in it. Oh man. Oh man, that'd be the worst. <laughs> well, thank you everybody for tuning into Room 0. <laughs> this podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at benviewnetwork.com. <laughs>